Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie. And one of the questions that people are always asking me is, how do I start a podcast? Well, I've been podcasting for almost three years now. And let me tell you, back when I started, there weren't many tools that made it simple to just start. And lucky for you, now there's Anchor.fm and you could get started right away with tools built in, audio features, and also making it really simple for you to monetize on day one. They will distribute your podcast on apps like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So just go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started and make sure that you share it with us. Hi, I'm Joy. And I am Grecia. And we are Basic, Basic Browners. Ay, mija, y el novio. ¿Cómo está? ¿Cuál? <laughs> That's our new, new favorite answer. Yeah, ¿cuál de todos? <laughs> I think this is something we've been talking about for a while now. Um... Especially around the holiday season. I think that's when we started being like, y el novio. That's like, no, the holiday season is peak y el novio season. Yes, y el novio season. The, others, the other one is like summer barbecues. Oh, that's true. All the graduation parties and like the barbecues. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely a thing. All the weddings. Basically, whenever your family's together. Oh, <laughs> I think, so, my family finally gave up. They don't ask me anymore. I think most of them think I'm a lesbian, um, <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with that. And, so, and I, and whenever someone does assume, I do say that. I'm like, what would be so wrong with that? And yeah. then just put them on the spot. They're like, mija, no digas eso. <laughs> yeah, and like, nobody even asks anymore. Like, now I think I've conditioned my family and people around me to ask about my career. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, it's very well, good. that's the thing with, <laughs> with my family is like, no one ever talks about our careers because like, you know, not everyone has a career, you know, like in my family, at least like, you know, they're all immigrants and they all have just like jobs that they do to survive. And like, um, like for example, like my dad works in construction and like sometimes he works other jobs with like some of our other family members. And so maybe they'll talk about that. But it's not like people are talking about promotions and stuff like that. So it doesn't come up. And so, like, I never really bring it up because I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to, like, show up and be like, oh, guess what? Like, well, like it just sounds kind of oh, like I'm bragging. Oh, I see. So in my family, like, we don't really talk about that. But, like... Oh, I'm the obnoxious person. <laughs> <laughs> you like, know? someone will be like, oh, so, like, did you hear so-and-so got engaged? Or, like, tu tía va... Or not tu tía. Tu primo va a tener un hijo. And they're just like, oh, that's nice. I just got a promotion, and I just started this thing, and none of you can tell, but I'm flipping my hair obnoxiously. Um, <laughs> well, like, I don't So think... maybe now they just know to ask, because I'm just always going to be, like... Extra about it. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm just like, I'm not going to talk about relationships. And even if I am seeing someone, that's not something I want my family to know, unless it's something, like, you know, that I see a potential future with, and, like... Like, that's not going to happen for, like, a while. <laughs> I know, well, I mean, so I am a single mom. So, like, I already have a child. So, in a way, I feel like finally they started leaving me alone. Like, mm-hmm. I think, so after my ex and I broke up, which was, like, four years ago now. So, it's been, you know, it's been a long time. Um, Then he started dating somebody, like, six or seven months later. Which, you know, it's not that bad or whatever. But I think, like, 
Because I wasn't dating anyone. Like, people just, like, assume. Yeah, people assume that, like, somebody dating somebody means that they moved on. And if I'm not dating somebody, it meant that I didn't move on. Meanwhile, like, I finished. So, when my daughter was born, I was a senior in high school. I mean, sorry, senior in college. I was about to say, I was like, wait, what? No. <laughs> I was like, I so knew you were. I was like, you're not yeah. a child. <laughs> I, was, I was a senior in college, and she was literally born, like, two weeks before graduation. And I had finished, like, 98% of all my classes. And I, Damn. Yes. And I had, like, maybe a paper left for each class to hand in. And, you know, it was, like, a really difficult time for me for many different reasons. Like, right. you know, like, I made a decision to have a baby that, like, I love now. She's, like, freaking almost six, and it's, like, insane how big she is. <laughs> but, like, at the time, it was, like, you know, it was a really hard time for me because I didn't plan on having kids. And, like, I had to adjust and everything. And it literally took me, like, two years to finally finish that very last coursework in order to graduate and so after we broke up like I finally was like how am I I have a two-year-old and I haven't even finished those classes which they're literally just waiting for me to hand in and then so you know I finished college I had a job I hated I got a different job and then I got the job where I am working now, which is in publishing. You know, You're like freaking editor, right? Three and a half. <laughs> I started there, um, twenty fourteen. So yeah. yeah, three and a half years later, I started as an editorial assistant, mm-hmm. then associate editor. And now I am an editor. Legit, man. yes. So like, and I, you, you know, published books. Well, yeah, I'm writing books now for Witcher. Oh, just so casual, so humble. I'm fanning her flames, guys. I don't know, but, like, <laughs> you know, I work in educational publishing, so, like, our books really go to schools. Like, you can't really go to Barnes & Noble. I don't care. Books, you still but... publish a book, you know? Like, do not humble yourself right uh, now. fine. I know. Well I, I, I really am. <laughs> That's so funny. And there's, like, no one else here. But... <laughs> Um, but, like, I was doing things that obviously, like, I am now benefiting from the fruits of my labor that I was doing that whole time, but that whole time, because I didn't have a boyfriend, people were like, well, what is she doing? Like, look at her. And, like, now, and, like, now, you know, Eliana has all these, you know, other siblings that her dad has to take care of, you know, (laughs) and now, and now, like, literally the other day, my aunt was like, I see, was... I think you did the right thing, Miha, because at least you, you know, you have your life together, and, like, now he has all those other kids to take care of. I'm like, damn, like, finally four years later. <laughs> You're like, people, I've been saying that, but whatever. Like, why Why do people think that, you know, you're only doing well as long as you have a boyfriend or you're married. Like, I mean, like, I already have a child, so at least I think that, in a way, eases a lot of the pressure right. from me because, like, people can at least say, like, oh, her clock isn't ticking or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, for people that don't have kids yet, like, you still get it. And it's just, like, a lot of women in their 20s that already know that they don't want to have kids are not taking seriously. And they're like, oh, you're going to change your mind. Like, stop worrying about your career. Like, you need to start start worrying about having kids. Right. And, I mean, I think there's some sort, not, like, even validity, but, like, you know, they're just like, oh, you're going to get older and then you might not be able to have kids. But, like... If, if my career is doing really well, then I can afford whatever the hell I want to have kids. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, that's how I see it. Because I think that's the other thing, you know, like, I don't think I get it as hard 
here because I only have my immediate family in the mm-hmm. U.S. Um, and other, like, you know, tias and tios that are very progressive and, like, you know, we're kind of lived the majority of their life in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really hear as much. It's more like family, friends. And, like, my parents kind of just don't care anymore. They've always pushed me to be more, like, they knew I was a nerd, right? Yeah. And they kind of knew I wasn't, like, super interested or, like, obsessed with a guy after my first relationship that I was, like, all in. And then after that, I was, like, done. Like, Bye. me time. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I think they haven't really pressured me as much, but it's more the outside. Like, whenever I've gone to Guatemala, I remember the first time, I went, people were just kind of like, oh, like, are you seeing anyone? You know, that's always the usual thing. I'm like, why is that, like, our go-to, you know? And it's not an individual thing. I think Mm -hmm. it's, like, a society, you know? Like, especially in Latin America, like, you're either somebody's wife or mother or daughter. Like, you know, it's always in relation to someone. Like, why can't you just be your own person? And I also think it's, like, the immediate, like, conversation to go peace. Like, especially, like, if you're visiting from the U.S. Like, they don't mm-hmm. really understand how your life works here. And I think it's just kind of, like, what people default to as small talk. Yeah. And it's, like, I think we have to change that around to, like, talk about other stuff. And it's, like, why are we always talking right. about men? Like, why can't here, we talk about like, with some girls, you know? It's like, like, I mean, I think I don't hang out with those type of girls anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't. Like, most of my people that I hang out with, it's, like, so tell me about your philosophy on life, you know? Uh- <laughs> Or, like, we just are talking about our, you know, just, like, our brown nerd bullshit. Yeah, we're just talking about brown nerdy shit. Um, But, yeah, I think that's, that is true. Like, you know, you kind of just default to the small talk. And it's always, like, what does he do? Um, And I think the other thing that I noticed, especially, like, coming, like, from the Guatemalan culture is we very much think, like, oh, it's whatever your husband does, right? Like, oh, is he a doctor? Is he a lawyer? Is he Mm -hmm. an engineer? And we don't even think, like, I had an instance where, like, my grandma was judging someone for leaving their husband. Um, and like, oh, pero él hacía mucho dinero. Y, like, tenía buen casa y todo. You know, he provided her with all these things. And I was like, but he was abusive, grandma. Like, you know? Yeah. And it was just like, she's so much happier. Like, yeah, it's going to be harder. But, like, she has her freedom back, you know? I know. Um, and I think that's the other thing that's very toxic. Um, is that well, we give in to those. Oh, structures. my God. When we, like, I remember the first family barbecue that we had after my breakup so mm-hmm. you know because I had a child people took it so much more seriously they're like oh my god like no, like, <laughs> he's there she's fine whatever like I'm doing amazing so whatever <laughs> but um they were all like you know they were so why did you break up and I was like well I wasn't happy and I want to do all these things and I didn't also, feel like yeah but it's family so they they make it their business you know and so then I was like and I just didn't feel like I could do the things I want to do with him and they're like why not like why didn't you feel that you could and I was like because it was always what he wanted to do like we were always Mm -hmm. doing whatever he wanted going where he wanted like everything was about his world and not, not nothing relating to mine and they were like I but me and your uncle, we, you know, the first 10 years were bad, and now we're doing so good. And I'm the like, you fuck? I rest in 10 years? I'm like, you want me to be miserable for 10 years waiting for my life to get better with this guy? Oh, I was like, I'd rather be miserable alone because I'm trying to do what I'm doing and, like, failing at it as opposed to just waiting for shit to get better. Yeah. I think seeing my parents, like, I love my parents. They're both great people. Um, but I think even seeing... You know, my mom 
was with my dad because of that reason, right? Like they were not compatible, but it was that pressure that like, oh, we have to stay together as a family because you need to have a yeah. dad and you have to have this and you have to have this perfect And so structure. much of that pressure is and always placed toxic. on the women. The yeah. women carry the burden of straining it at, tra- straining at your man if he's doing something that he shouldn't be You're doing. Right. Like if he's cheating on you, it's like, oh, well, why are you getting his attention right. back? I think like, I had what? to check myself too when I, I think we were having a conversation yesterday and I was like, well, why doesn't like the girlfriend say something to her boyfriend? And then I was like, because she shouldn't. Like, she shouldn't have to be responsible for no, his actions, right? Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, no, and I think that was the other thing. Like, with my mom, she was, they got divorced when I was 13, and they have been miserable forever. Like, you know, they just weren't compatible people. And I think that's also, unfortunately, a very, uh, a thing in, like, our society, especially in Latino communities, that you think you're just supposed to be there. You know, you're yes. supposed to stick it out. And, like, it's hard, and, like, you know, you're not thinking about, like, a partnership, and it's more just, like, you know, you're just dealing with it, right? Um, and I think for me, that kind of shaped a lot of how I viewed it because my mom, I remember her asking me, like, is it okay? And I was just like, yes, like, can you guys just please be happy? Like, I know. Um, and so, like, she is happy and she's moved on and my dad is, like, a lot happier too. Um, he's single. and But still, like, you know, I've seen that change that, like, I think it's shaped who I am that I'm just like, okay, like, I don't want, like, that toxic type of thing. And also, like, seeing, like, okay, like, you know, I want something better. And it's not always great to just stick it out. Like, I did do that in my first relationship for, like, five years. And it was kind of just because I think we're so ingrained. Like, oh, you know, you're just supposed to be, like, como se dice? Like, submitirte? Submissive? Yeah, you know, and, like, whatever the guy wants. I'm like, oh, okay, like, it doesn't matter that our personalities are not compatible. And I think sex is another thing of that, you know? If you think, like, well, we had sex, now we're tied to each other, you know? It's kind of like when we're talking about Jane the Virgin, right? They do the whole flower thing, yes. and, like, ah, oh, now it's destroyed, and it belongs to that. Like, we have this, like, very weird construct, the virginity, and, like, what that means. And, how and who it, like, takes it? Right, like, they took it from you, now you belong to them. Like, yeah. so, like, ugh. Uh, I don't even know what the word is, but it's that. Yeah. <laughs> Patriarchal, I guess. But um, maybe that feeds into it a lot, too, that we kind of think, like, well, I had a kid with him, and, like, you know, he put his penis in me, and, like, <laughs> that's the key to me now belonging to him. Like, what is that? What is it? Why is it that, like, okay, penis goes in, and, like, bam, you belong to him. Like, I guess it's some kind of weird it's, conquering. I know, but it's just like, like... I'm gonna be miserable for the next 10 years. Like, that's bullshit. Like, I know, it takes I was, us so long to unlearn that, you know? I think that's something that, like, as much as I'm like, ugh, white feminism, but I'm like, oh, wait, like, these are things that I learned and took from that that I was like, wait, we do not belong to these men. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, let's talk about how Latina women have also been spearheading this movement forever just we're not heard (laughs) you know um but back to like what we were saying I think also one of the things we wanted to talk about is how we're not allowed to date when we're young and then all of a sudden (laughs) your quinceañera comes and you become a woman I mean that whole ceremony is like I know I didn't have one neither I think it was a young budding feminist that I didn't even know I was (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I don't. I feel some type of way about this. I'm like, I don't want one. Well, I just, I just wanted my parents to save the money for the party to spend on my college education. Oh my god, such a nerd! I know. <laughs> and then I got a I full made scholarship. Me, I made them rent me a limo. So. <laughs> what did I do? They, we went to have uh, dinner at a Mexican restaurant with my family, and my mom got. I was 
Okay, so I grew up watching baseball and I was really upset. What? Yeah, I love baseball. El baseball. El baseball. And Yankee fan over here. And I love Derek Jeter. And my mom got me like one of those life size cutouts of him. No! <laughs> so that was my quinceañera present. So I had him in my room with me for like a long time. Oh my god! Yes! That's so weird! <laughs> what? He's so cute! And he was single for a long time. Oh, now he's married, but you know. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> that was my present! That's awesome. I did not have one because, um, so I've mentioned this a couple times. I grew up evangelical, so we can't have the cool parties. You can't dance. Because we can't dance. Can't drink. We can't drink. My cousins both had quinceañeras and they both got like super drunk on tequila. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that not would have been me. No, it's like a rite of passage for us. <laughs> like, forget. It's like, it's not like. You take shots with the priest. No, tampoco, tampoco. It's like, like our rites of passage. It's like not like tu última muñeca and your first zapatillas. It's like, mm. it's just like your last sparkling cider and your first tequila shot. Like, oh, that's kind of damn. <laughs> is this your family thing or a Mexican thing? No, this is just my family. Like, <laughs> we just happen to always. So get like our I've hands. never heard of this. I have a right. lot of Mexican friends. I know, and then you learn to stay away from tequila for a while because obviously it's awful, and right, then you'll right. get back into it later on in life. Okay. Um, but yeah, not to advocate underage drinking. <laughs> no, just for ceremonial purposes. <laughs> um, but no, so we're not allowed to drink, and we're not allowed to dance. You know, gotta make room for baby Jesus. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, so it would just predominantly be the ceremony, and um, I would have to invite my friends and expose them to the weirdness that was my life, which I used to not like to talk about a lot. And you're like, I'm not doing this. Right, and I think I was at this age, where, like, I was 16, so I was at a very, like, I was always a very nerdy kid. I loved reading about everything, like, cultures, religions. So I was at, a, like, an age that I was very much, like, questioning why it was mm -hmm. that we were doing things, like... My cousin had come out as gay to me, and so, like, I was questioning a lot of my faith, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of was just like, I don't really want to have this ceremony. And I'm like, it's also kind of weird. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't have the words to put into, like, I guess now if I were to look back, I was like, oh, yeah, it was not about the patriarchy. But, like, you know, I didn't have those words when I was yeah. little. I was just kind of like, ah, it makes me uncomfortable. So I didn't want to have one. And I was like, let's just save money. And also, I would have to invite all the church people. And, like, I was not really a fan. <laughs> so that's kind of the first time people start asking about El Novio because a lot of the times, a lot of, at least a lot of the people that do have the party, you know, like, yeah. they have the dances and stuff. Right, the shoe. Uno de it's los, a coming of age party, No, right? but, like, uno de los chambelanes is usually the girl's date. Oh. And it's usually your boyfriend. But, like, where did that boyfriend come from? That's what I'm saying. I like, wasn't even allowed to date until I was, like, 18. I don't know. I just kind of like, told Like, I had mom, to sneaky date. You know? I, I, think, like, I did the same amiguito. thing. El amiguito. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mom, this is my boyfriend. And she was like, soy el amiguito. Like, you know, whatever I she mentioned. They, like, like, they're in denial the about it. It's the boyfriend. You know? And then I'm just like, boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. Until I was 20, right? And then I was just like, boyfriend. And she was like, oh, girl, it's the boyfriend. You mm. know? And he was also atheist, so my mom did not like that. Uh -huh. um, and, but, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, I broke up with him. And my mother was just like, oh, my God, why'd you break up with him? He had a good job. He had all this. And I was just like, are what? you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, like, we're you just never like, liked oh, him. you hated him. You hated that I had a boyfriend. And then you're like, where's the boyfriend? Like, oh, my God, where, where is he? Novio on the side, bro. And then everybody would be always asking, like, 
I don't know, where's the boyfriend? And I was like, no, I'm just, like, single, enjoying life. And they, like, could not conceptualize this. Like, it took my parents forever to stop asking about him. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not talking to him anymore, you know? I was like, Do you want to talk to him? You call him. Right, I'm like, go, go. And then they'd be like, oh. You know, I saw him like working there. He has a nice job, and I'm like, good for him. You know, like, and they're like, oh, did you hear he got engaged? And I'm like, I'm happy for him. That's what he wanted. You know, I'm just like, I did not want that. Like, I did not want the life for myself. You're listening to Basic Brown Nerds, and we'll be right back. Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie, and I have some really exciting news for you. We have launched our merch shop. So you can go to basicbrownnerds.com slash shop and rep the basic brown nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high quality content and bring you season three. Yup, we are bringing season three in 2020. And know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown Nerds so that we can bring you more episodes. But also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality, events, and keep bringing you awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Brown Nerds, you know that these are people just like you, that in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Brown Nerds, you're not just supporting this, you are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you and feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Brown Nerds and also to me at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low-key addicted to social media. That's literally my career. <laughs> I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate to keep making this bigger and keep basic brown nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020. <laughs> I'm just like at that point in my life where I there's all these other things that I want to focus on mm-hmm. and literally dating and having a boyfriend is not one of them like I already especially because like so many men are just not where I am in my life like mm-hmm. I'll, you know like other Latino <laughs> men still expect you to like take care of them and like they expect right. so much and I'm just like I have somebody I'm taking care of she is five and I'm fine taking care of her but I'm not taking care of an adult like right. I'm, take, I'm taking like, care I'm of myself and her right now like I don't have time for men yeah no I kind of get where you're coming from like I think for me I've been single for like god knows how long I don't even know I can't calculate um, <laughs> long pause long pause <laughs> try to count the years I don't know but like in that singleness you know I've been like 
I like to call exploring. Um, <laughs> you know, just like my own sexuality and like my hoey life, um, which I own and not in any derogatory way. I completely own the hoey. Um, but I think, you know, like there comes a time that you're kind of just like, like for me, I'm just like, nah, I'm done with this. You know, I'm just kind of like, nah. And then I feel like that was also distracting me a lot because I was putting all of my attention on just like, guys that were not worth my time that were legit trash um and you know just guys that I was like wasting time, valuable time on when I could have been focusing on other things like I'd be ruling the world right now you know I know <laughs> like the the last guy I dated was like right after my breakup it was like maybe like nine months after we broke up I met him and like he liked me and he kept sort of like chasing me for like months and then we were finally dating and all of a sudden he didn't have time and I was like what? So then, like, oh. I broke it off because I was like, what the fuck? Like, all this time you're trying to get with me. Now we're actually together. Now, like, right. you're not even here. You're not even paying attention to me. And I broke it off. And then after that, I was like, either I've been with a guy getting over a guy or liking a new one. Oh, my like, God. Like, I need yes. to take a break. Like, when Liz Gilbert said that in Eat Love, Pray, I was like, oh, my Eat, God. Eat, Pray, Love. Yes, yes that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, so I first read, I first read that book in high school and it's one of those books that I reread often because I really love her message. I'm like, yeah, like we can all just drop whatever we're doing after I broke up with someone. There you go. And I was reading that and I, I mean, I read it after that and I was like, wow, she's right. And I was like, I can't be in my forties doing this thing, you know? Yeah. I was like, she did that well up into adulthood, you know? And I'm just like, I don't want to be that person. Um, um, so I think it's good to like, you know, like for me, I read it and I was like, okay, I'm going to take lessons from her life. Yeah, <laughs> I still reread that book or rewatch the movie sometimes yeah. because it's like a good thing to just like remind yourself of that. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to take like a break. And then ever since then, like I took, I was like, okay, I'm spending a year on me, right? Doing mm-hmm. whatever I wanted. And I really did. And then like life happens and then like a bunch of other stuff have happened. And so then I'm like, I'm still just taking time for myself. I'm still just... I am not ready to open my life back up to a man, or at least not any guy. Like, I think if I met somebody that I thought was worth my time, like, I would be open about that. Right. But I'm just, like, not looking. Like, I'm not yeah, out in the dating world. I'm not on Tinder. I'm not. So, like, you know, I think for me, it's, like, now this opposite. Like, I used to just be, like, hey, you mm-hmm. know, like, cute guy. He's dumb. Perfect target. Um, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I never said I wasn't trash. Um, <laughs> Like, I would be the worst male ever. Um, but whatever. Um, I own it. And I'm on learning. And I've realized men have feelings too, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I went through like a phase and everything. So I think now, like, when, and, and I think just going through the slew of trash and all the different levels of trash, I've reached this, like, I'm looking for the compost, you know? Yeah. And I think it's not even, like, I'm looking. I'm just, like, if I happen to meet someone or Mm -hmm. if I happen to connect with someone that I'm just, like, oh, cool, you're interesting. I want to be around you, you know? Yeah. um, Whereas before, I was, like, you are hot. I need you. dumb. I hate you. This is perfect because I'm not going to have any feelings for you and I won't treat you and think of you as, like, a solid person, (laughs) which sounds horrible. But, you know, I think now I'm just like, okay. Um, Like, I've met some really great guys, and I think I've definitely seen a lot of red flags um, Mm -hmm. from previous guys that I'm just like, wait, I'm noticing this behavior, and I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, I don't like this, and, like, I don't have space. And I think 
for me now growing older, it's like very much valuing my time, right? Like time is money and my, my, my time is valuable, right? And yes. I'm thinking that and I'm just like, I'm, I'm, really, I'm here to make that shmoney. Just always saying, si no me hablas de dinero, es mejor que ni me hables. And I'm like, go. yes. Right? So I'm like, if I don't meet a guy that's not here like to build my empire with me, then I'm just like, I know, Pass. I mean, even before Cardi B, like, Beyonce had uh, the um, the best revenge is your paper, and I'm, like, really taking that to heart. Like, Wait, I'm working on that. Oh, yes. Yes. It's formation. Yeah. yeah Just stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. What? Uh. And, and I was really, like, yes. Like, I, like, anyone that's, like, pissing me off right now, which back then were a few people that were, like, really getting on my nerves, mm-hmm. I was, like, just watch. Like, I'm not going to waste my time on being mad at them. I'm not going to waste my time on, like you know, actually doing revenge. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't live in a novela, but whatever. (laughs) But I was just like, I'm going to focus on me. And then, like, they're just going to see me doing great. And, like, that's all I need to do. I've had a couple guys, like, reach out. And they're like, oh, my God, you're doing so great. I love what you're doing. And I'm just like, where are you? Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think that's, like, you know, and then it's just like, Cool. Like, yeah, I think of everything as, like, it teaches me a lesson, right? Because you could end up getting real bitter, and I did go through that phase. Um, but, you know, and then in the end, it's like, you know what? I learned my lesson, and now I'm definitely valuing my time a lot more. And I think I, that's the other thing, you know, when people are just like, well, maybe you'll change your mind. Or, like, are you looking for someone? I'm like, no, it's not my top priority. And I think yes. that's something that's very, like, like revolutionary in yeah. the Latina community, right? And even, like, <laughs> and even now, like you know, I I think like I want to advocate for like being happy and single, and it's like I'm not advocating for people to be single forever. Like you know, you mm-hmm. ever we and like in a way, we all kind of want to find We're love, human, and there's nothing right? wrong with that. It's just like if you happen to be single, like be happy, enjoy this enjoy time. It. This is a time that you have to invest Star in yourself. Fish in your bed. Yes. And then learn the, what you love. And my other get a th- vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> and you well and my other thing is if you are in a relationship where you are not happy, like you don't have to stay there and you right. don't need to jump from one relationship to another. Like I have so many friends that Serial do that. Daters. They just like they first of all, like they're unhappy in their relationship and they never leave that person until they found the next person. Yeah. This is not a job. Yeah, you don't you don't always need to have a man. Because even now when I when right. I post something about being happy and being single, like there will be people that post and they're like, Oh, but it's so nice when you do find one and I'm like yes it is nice when you find somebody don't rub it in my face that you found somebody (laughs) like dating is fucking hard it is so if I if I don't literally like going through job yes and it's just like if I don't want to put myself through that emotional strain of like having to meet different people and having to deal with or such just bullshit to finally find someone I like then, like, leave me alone and let me be single right. and be happy. It's like, you go be happy in your relationship. That's great for you, but it's not something that I want right now. It's just, like, why so. is it, like, it's just, like, a general thing. And people that, like, when you're happy doing something else that they're not doing, like, people just, like, feel offended or, like, people feel like you're not, you're against what they're doing. Like, we're not against people being in relationships. We yeah, just want like, people... I'm happy for some of my friends that, like, I see them. So they're getting married. Yeah. And... Exactly. Like, one of my best friends, like, her and her, like, fiancé are just, like, amazing together. Like, to see them interact, I'm just like, wow. Like, you can just see, like, how much yes. they love each other and, like, how 
good of a support system they are like that is like a, like when I see them I'm just like that's a true partnership you know yes. and then you see other couples that are just like all up on each other or like bickering and just like eh, you know um sometimes like, you gotta watch one of those like slow speed car crashes right and I'm you're just like, like oh. you'll get there girl or like right? I'm so sorry you're gonna have to deal with this but like right real. and then I'm just like I'd rather like work on myself be happy right now and like I envision myself like I've always seen relationships as something as like you are happy on your own and you want to share that happiness with yes. someone, right? Like, I want a partner. Like, I want someone that's going to go with me on trips and, like, whenever I tell them an idea, they're like, yes, let's do it! Or they're going to be like, girl, slow your roll, you know? Yeah. Um, like, you know, someone more like that. And I'm just like, I am willing to wait a little bit to have that instead of just jumping into something. And I've had to stop myself a couple of times being like, wait, no, 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 now slow your roll. Because I get too excited about things, right? And I know, but you have to remember, like, for, when you first meet somebody, like, of course they're going to seem perfect. Right. But then after a while, then you start... Because it is like a job interview and with then, your best And then you start to see the cracks and you're like, well, you're not actually perfect. And, right. I'm, not will- and I'm not willing to deal yeah. with those imperfections. Because no one's perfect. And I think that's something about relationships that, like... When you see those imperfections, like, what are the imperfections that you are willing to put up with, you know? And, yes. like, want to work on together. Um, and right now, I'm not willing to put up with any, so like, I'm just going to be single. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, you're working on yourself, and you have your daughter. Exactly. Right? That's my other thing. It's just, like, I mean, I wish, like, everyone could, like, have this filter that my daughter has become for me. Because, because I have her, like, I have to be extra careful about who I bring into my world right and because I have her I'm just like okay like when I do have another man in my life like I want to give her the example of the kind of love that I that I hope she will eventually have in her life and it can't just be anyone right and I'm not gonna put up with BS from anyone and expose her to it yeah and so I see some of my friends I mean obviously I did this when I was younger right but I see my friends even now like also just like my younger friends like coming out of right out of college like dealing with such trash guys but they're like so in love with them but I'm just like okay like I get that you're in love with this guy but like you're not treating yourself the way that you need to be treating yourself and I feel like I didn't really like my daughter did so much of that for me and I I just hope like I just wish like we could all do that for ourselves that having to have another person to do it for yeah you know what I mean yeah. like I like I want all of us to love ourselves so much that we know what we're worth without mm-hmm. ha- like without having to think of um I wish I don't know if I would have been able to get to this point had I not have my daughter but like I definitely am at this point now no where, I totally get what you're saying because I definitely let some stuff slip then I'll have like some friends be like, yo, Val, no. I'm like, no, why did you just let that happen? You're such yes. a strong person. I'm like, you're right, you know? And I'm just yeah. like, but I think for me, what I've definitely set first is when I meet someone, I'm just like, listen. And I, I used to make time for guys, right? Like I used to be like, I'm doing like you know me, I'm always busy. Like mm-hmm. I'm always having like a million things I want to do. And I would be like, okay, let me just like move this thing around and like, okay, I'll try to like fit you into here. And like mm-hmm. not even telling them that like I'm moving my schedule yes. to make t- space for you and then not expecting a guy to do the same thing, right? Yes. Like, oh, I'm tired. 
But yeah, and I think I've definitely said that. I think it's also about like setting boundaries um, for yourself and like what you will allow into your life. Um, like I definitely, when I meet a guy and I think they're great, I'm just like, listen, the truth is I'm very busy. Like I like you, but like I don't have as much time. This is when I'm available. You yes. know, like I definitely started doing that. And I realized guys are like, either one intimidated and they're just like Ugh. and I'm like I don't want you in my face if you're intimidated by me yes. like, or guys or, or some other guys that have been like better are just like okay cool you know and mm -hmm. I'm like perfect you know and I want to be someone that's with someone that's as busy and driven as me because like you know if we have one weekend a month together that's great like that's my ideal relationship <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I think that's the other thing and also like letting something slide I realized I need to stop doing that so much like if I feel that little you know what's that I need I need to find a that feeling intuition? for that is that what that is yes I mean intuition? I, guess I always I... call it that some type of way feeling <laughs> <laughs> no but I think that's the other thing that we all need to work on is that we all have that feeling and we all ignore it and I think like what I have gotten better at doing is like right. listening Yes, I listen to that little voice, which in mm, the next the next coming way, like I call it my chingona voice. But like you know, like oh, that's your chingona. That's my chingona voice. My chingona I that voice, was just like your alter ego. No, my chingona voice it's is something. It's the oh. it's the thing that we all have that we all know it's there, but we don't listen to. And so I'm trying to listen now. Okay. And so I like meet guys sometimes that I like, but then there's like something about them, and like you know, recently like there was a guy that like. You know, I liked a lot of his vibes around him, but, like, there was something about him that, like, called me to him. But at the same time, I'm like, this is the kind of guy that when he fucks up, I'm going to justify it for him. And that means Ooh. that I need to not be around you because that's not who I'm trying to be anymore. Mm -hmm. And so even though, you know, something else I liked, like, the other stuff I didn't. And I'm like, why am I going to be dealing with somebody that I don't like part parts of them, that's you know? Point. And we do that a lot. Like, we focus on what we like. And the things that we really don't like, even though they're enough for us to walk away from them, like, we keep justifying them. And that's the other, it's like, it's not our just job. Like, they're just so hot. Well, yes. Have a nice but, like, so, <laughs> I, like, wrote up a thing the other day. And it's about why women keep dating trash men. And it's because we have this, like, weird, so, women keep dating trash men because we think that we are worth it for men to change. So, like, we think when we see a man that's, like, not there yet, but, like, potential. but that has potential, we're, like, oh, I'm going to be enough for him to change and get his oh life together. And then guess what? They don't change. And instead of realizing that they're still trash men. That's and they still... don't change until you leave them. No, well, here's Someone. my own. Not well, even. not even. I don't think so. I remember when I was young, I was friends um, with a family friend of mine. She told me, she was like, stop, don't date guys because they have potential. And she was just like, make sure that they have reached their full potential when you date them. And I, I you know, I was like 16 and I was like, sure, whatever, like you're crazy. Um, <laughs> and like now I realize, oh my gosh, she's so right. Like, why do we go after guys? Like thinking that like, we're going to change them. Like, I'm going to help them reach their potential. And it's like, no, I want guys, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Like I'm still trying to reach my full potential. But I need a guy that is on that way and doing the work to put for into himself. Their, yeah, for not, himself. Not because anyone else is right. telling like, him I'm to do it. Like, I'm here to be supportive, but I'm not here to do the work for you. And I think it goes both ways, right? Like, same guy. Like, I don't need them to put in the work. Like, you know, I feel bad for some guys that I dated before I got therapy, right? Because I used to be so extremely codependent 
that, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm so sad that I would be like, ah, like, take care You need to be here for me. Yeah, like, be here for me. And, like, they would. And, like, I could tell, and, you know, I think that was, like, the downfall, like, a lot of, like, the relationships that I had was because I kind of just, like, completely immersed. And they were like, where the fuck did she go from being this super, like, happy person to, like, super depressed, right? And then, like, I expected them to take care of me, right? And I Mm -hmm. think that's something that was, like, that's also toxic, like, we, it, you know, when it was something ingrained in, like, our culture that's, like, oh, we're supposed to be taken care of, um, without me actually getting help and, like, doing the work myself, and I think that's also, like, we can never put that full burden onto someone, like, our a partner should not be your everything, like, that's something that we do so much, that's, like, you're supposed to be my friend, my therapist, my lover, my everything, and it's just, like, that's, yeah. that's dangerous, you know, like, that's so much pressure, but yeah so just you know to anyone out there that um if like there's nothing wrong with being single and you can totally enjoy that so we really were you know we've been thinking about this a lot and we're thinking this definitely needs to be part of like more conversations that we're having about relationships and dating and what it means while when you're latina and all these other intersections but i wanted to do something for these episodes I want to take out the trash. (laughs) So me and my friends, every time I was dating some trash guy, we came up with nicknames for them. I don't know. Do you do that? Like, I feel like a lot of people do this. Yeah, we always have. Yeah. (laughs) Unless he's your boyfriend, he's not worth having a real name. Yeah, like, you know, and sometimes I actually don't remember their real name. Um, (laughs) But so I think the first trash that comes to mind is we used to call him he who shall not be named. Damn. Yeah, that's how bad he was. And this was like a bad relationship. Um, we were like best friends and then we would go back and forth on and off again. And he was super like, I think he was a pathological liar. And he was like a master manipulator. Like to the point that at one point I was dating his friend that he set me up with. What? Dude, my life is so weird. Um, yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Anyways, this guy is trash, and I want to take him out. This is like therapy right now, man. Like, just get him out. Um, yeah, I was actually talking about this with my friend the other day, trying to tell her what I want to do, and I was, and she was like, "That was weird," and I was like, "It was weird." Um, and he would even like try to come in and hang out on the dates that I was with because it was his friend, and he was like, "Hey." and he was like let's hang out together um it was really weird and he was like really invested in that relationship that I had with the friend that he set me up that is insane it was very strange but yeah anyways he like really he enjoyed it like he loved playing games with people like like whenever we were in friend mode I saw him do it to other people and he would always just be like I just like you know I feel bad because you're one of the people that I was actually became friends with that I like you know fucked up their life and like you know he was just like I just enjoy making girls like a little hoey and causing daddy issues and I was like what the fuck is wrong with you right it was insane so I finally cut him out um and then the last time I saw him we tried to hook up and I was just like no I don't want to and then he was just like I think I'm in love with one of like my friends who was a male and I was just like Okay, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And he just, like, went off on this. And I was like, this is so weird. So, like, I didn't even know if that was true at that point. Because I was just like, are you just causing drama? I think he just wanted to cause drama, to be honest. Like, I thought he thought his life was, like, a Kim Kardashian show. 
That's so um, weird. Anyways, I have cut this guy out. And I am taking out the trash. Goodbye. Never. He shall never be named again. Ever. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, thank you all for listening and, you know, healing with me in that session. <laughs> um... But, yeah, if you guys love what we're doing, I know a lot of you guys are saying how you can support us. We have set up a Patreon page if you want to go donate, um, help us get some awesome audio, and keep doing this work. Thank you all. Go email us any questions to basicbrownnerds at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds.